Hello and welcome to story time with Tommy Mike. I am a Dracula. Ha 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 ha! Mike's ghost, toast, ghost. They sound the same, but they taste different. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't gathered, this is our Halloween episode, dropping very conveniently on October 30th. And uh, we're going to aim to spook you and scare you with skeletons and all sorts of things. Skeleton, whatever you want to call those bony things. <laughs> Skelemans, that's actually the name of my accountant. Is that Skelemans? Oh, that was terrible. Harvey, I shouldn't have said that. Harvey Skelemans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking terrible. I'm sorry if there's anybody out there named Skelemans, and I'm sure there's got to be. There's probably someone I, named... I, his name is there Ralph. There was a fucking dude. There was a dude that I ran into one time whose last name was Zoltan. I'm positive there's a skeleton out there. <laughs> Zoltan, really? Yes. Honest to God, yes. Zoltan, the conqueror. I, I I said it sounded more to me like the name of some alien that was coming to take over the planet. Like, you will all bow before Zoltan. You know, or something along those lines is what that always made me think of. Because when I heard the name, I was like, it was his first name, too. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That No, that, that's not real. Wasn't Zoltan, yeah, was. the, wasn't Zoltan the name of a character in G.I. Joe? That guy who, like, it, he was a chameleon, like he would change shapes and, or change color to fit the I background. I don't know about that, but Zoltan sounds to me like it would be the name of one of those, you know, the, the guy in the fortune-telling machines. Oh, like yeah. That would be, like, yeah. that would be named Zoltan or something, I would think. <laughs> Zoltan and I'm like, the seer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like, that. that's what that reminds me of, and that's why it always it always makes me chuckle. I may even be wrong. It might not even be Zoltan anymore. I might be mixing it with other names and shit at this point, because it was, like, fucking 12 years ago. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. I've got some spooky stories with blood and gore and bones sticking out of people's faces. Bones Are you sticking ready? out of people's... Yeah, man. Totally. Lay oh, on yeah. That's, this is one of my favorite ones. I think I might tell the bones sticking out of the cheek story. And you're going to ask yourself, how? How could a bone be sticking out of a cheek? And I'm about to tell you... Full disclosure, I used to do a lot of first aid stuff, not as uh, an EMT or anything, but I was a first responder at the place that I worked, and I was the one who – I used to eat up first aid calls because I love doing that kind of shit. So I'm sitting in my office, and a cook comes back, and he's got a uh, large cut on the side of his cheek, and I say – what the fuck happened? I'm talking like a through and, you know, through his cheek cut. Like I can see inside of his mouth, basically. And Jesus. it's probably about, I don't know, three quarters of an inch or an inch long. Uh, uh, and I'm like, I don't even like there's nothing I can, I can literally not do anything for that, but clean it up. And I'm going to pack your mouth with gauze in that in that area. And you're going to keep your mouth closed and you're going to have to go to the hospital. There's literally nothing I can do for that at this point. When you have a wound that goes through that area, that's plastic surgery 110 percent, if if nothing more, you know. So I, 
he's got blood running out of it and everything else. I managed to get it cleaned up, sent him to the hospital, and I go around to do some poking and see what exactly happened. Because he's like, I was cutting ribs and 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 getting them, you know, getting them all, you know, ready to for whatever they were doing. He said, and one of the bones jumped up off the table and stuck in my face. What? And I'm like, you were cutting ribs and it jumped off the table and stuck to your face. Like, I'm trying to think, is it possible to create that much force chopping ribs that it would flip up and it would have, to, I mean, it would be obviously extremely sharp, but that it wouldn't just glance off you, that it would actually stick in. And lo and behold, I find out after some more uh, speaking and a little bit of coercion that they were basically taking them and throwing them at each other like darts. What the fuck? Yeah, and one one of his coworkers threw it at him like like a like a dart or maybe even like a throwing knife, and it hit him in the fucking cheek and went right through. <laughs> I'm like, you are so lucky it didn't go in your eye, it didn't go in your throat, yeah, or something like that. Like that was just that was probably one of the goriest things though that Jesus that I Christ. saw work injury related that that just made me made me really lose a little bit of faith in humanity for a short period of time, oh, yeah. especially to think that I was going to be dumb enough to go, oh, okay, it jumped up off the table. All right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> ribs are known to do that. I had to be careful when I go to the barbecue joint that I don't accidentally stab myself in the face with my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one story. They get more disturbing and bloodier from here on out. That reminds me of a game that my friend had told me about when I was in middle school. He said it was called Mumbly Peg. He had an older brother. I knew you were going to say Mumbly Peg. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, my, 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 his older brother had a weird sense of humor and sort of passed it down to him. So even though we were in middle school, he was wise mm-hmm. beyond his years and knew a lot of stuff. Uh, and now that I think about it, this might not even have been middle school. This might have actually been elementary still. But he told me about Mumbly Peg, which is where you take a lawn dart and you throw it in the air and then everybody scatters to keep, keep it from going into their skull. And the person who gets pegged uh, loses. <laughs> loses uh, loses function of things on their right side. Loses. Then there's a lot of yeah, things that you yeah, can yeah, lose yeah. in this. Yeah. See, right, Mumbly right. Peg for us, what I knew that as was a game where you would put your hand on a table. Okay. And take a knife or a pencil oh. and just keep running it in between your fingers back and forth faster and faster as you went along. Right. Uh, I never played it with a knife. I did play it with a pencil and consequently probably only made it about three passes over my hand before I stabbed myself right in my index finger. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I was pretty good at it, but I was a chicken shit, so I never used a knife. I always used like a butter knife or like a fucking like a pe- the eraser side of a pencil, you know what I mean? I didn't have the ball seat yeah. with anything sharp. I think I don't think that that's chicken shit. I think that that's called self-preservation. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to throw that out there. Maybe, I don't know. Um, a lot of people thought I was a wuss as a kid. Maybe I just had a stronger sense of self-preservation than they did because I wasn't doing jackass-style stunts, you know? Yeah. Uh, you never saw me. Like, I always thought it was funny when people did it. 
And I'll admit that in my 20s for a while, I kind of wanted to do stuff like that, but I never actually did. You know, it was always like watching other people did. I remember getting on a skateboard when I was like 22 years old and I was just starting to learn how to skate again. Like, you know, not again. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, I don't remember you being much of a skater. Yeah, I wasn't a skater, but I was trying to trying to learn. I guess I guess I did a little bit when I was first in the army, tried to learn. But this was like about a year later. That's the place to do it, you know. The, yeah. the the famous army skateboard core. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I, I don't. Re- I don't know. Like a lot of those years are kind of a blur to me now. I don't remember shit these days, but um, a lot of short term memory loss, you know. And uh, um, I just remember getting on the board and going fast for the first time, feeling like maybe I was getting a feel for skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And then I hit a pebble, and the skateboard stopped, and I didn't. And I you got to feel for eating dirt. I no, this was full on pavement, dude. I ate so much shit. I Superman directly onto the ground, landed ribs down, bam, slapped my 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 elbows hard into the concrete, and then smacked my head off the concrete. And I'm just like, well, that fucking sucks. And, you know, I the thing is, if that happened today, I wouldn't get up. But I got up and I thought, I'm too old for this. That was when I was 22. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm too old for this. Can you imagine now I'd be like, call an ambulance now. (laughs) I'm literally dying. I'm sure. I mean, I'm absolutely certain right now that there is internal bleeding. I'm, uh, yep, no, something just popped. Something just popped. So another story of injury brought to you by my first aid experience. One of the many that just really stuck with me a chef had sliced off a part of his finger literally evolved it as in there was nothing like it was gone the fingernail was cut cleanly the area underneath basically took like a 45 degree angle off of his finger oh my god and i'm like you need to go to the hospital he's like i can't we're super busy he's like just bandage it up as best you can and i'll wear gloves he comes back up and he had and in the index finger of his glove looked like a fucking red balloon animal. The <laughs> glove had expanded from the pressure of the blood inside of it. And it was like he's moving his finger and it's like sloshing about oh. inside of this bloody, sweaty mess inside oh. of his glove. Oh, God. <laughs> Yes. Consequently, ended up going to the hospital then. Oh, yeah. Because because I was like, there's literally nothing I can do with this. And he ended up going and they were like, where's the piece at? And he was like, I don't have it. And they're like, well, there's not a whole lot we can do. So they basically I'm assuming that they put some uh, some of the uh, powder that uh, 
that forces clotting on it. And uh, I, I, I just my memory is a little foggy about that. I do remember that he came back in several times over the course of the next week to have bandages changed and so forth. But it did heal, and he did some of them. I, I, I couldn't believe the disregard that people had for when they cut pieces of their fingers off that they weren't like, oh, I better try to get that put back on. And they were just like, eh, fuck it, I threw it out. <laughs> wow, I'm like, yeah. you know, that doesn't that doesn't grow back. <laughs> yeah, you're not a gecko. You're not a, yeah, you're not a fucking gecko, right? <laughs> like when you take off that section of your finger, that section of your finger is gone. She gone, buddy. She ain't coming back. <laughs> I I can I can't quite get to that level of disregard for your own health, but I can relate slightly because when I was uh, I guess I was in my second year of being in the military and I was working in the uh, the photo branch for a short period of time I was going to say the coal mines but yeah no the photo branch uh, doing uh, poster mounting posters on, on fiber on like this board and then mm-hmm. cutting out the edges so that they were nice and clean and I I, I was on like zero sleep and I had my thumb sort of in an L against my fingers holding this thing. And I slipped and I cut right into my thumb and uh, with this razor blade deep. And um, my wife was there and one of my coworkers were there. And they're both my like, wife. they're both yeah, very nice. Um, <laughs> speaking of scary things, the fact that they're making another Borat movie is kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Don't think it's necessary, but all right, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, so I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll just bandage it up. And I'm like, they're like, no, you need to go over to the emergency room like right now. I'm like, I'm fine. I, I like tried to bandage it up, and like the the band aid that I used soaked through within seconds. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fine, all right. So I go over there, and they had to like suture it closed. Like they didn't, they're not uh, suture yes. it. They didn't like sew it shut, but they used those weird little, they're like little band-aids that, that act as sutures. Do you know what I'm talking about? They hold a wound yeah. together. Yeah. They're these little yeah, stri- strips. Scary strips. That's exactly yep. what they are. Yeah. Um, to hold the wound shut. And then they just put tape around and they're like, yeah, just, uh, you know, keep that this on. This might surprise you. But Steri strips are technically considered, at least in the state of Pennsylvania, for workers' comp and everything, they are considered sutures. Interesting. Didn't know that. Because essentially you put them on, they don't come off until they fall off, which is a very, you know, suture-like thing. It holds it closed, it bonds with the blood and the fluids and everything, and then it comes off when it's ready. Yeah. So, yeah. They are. They are considered tutors. That's something. Now you know. Fascinating. The more you know. Ding 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 ding. You know. I don't know why I started singing singing this song. <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons. They're still on. We know. Yeah, it's only thirty-five years. <laughs> I was in fucking middle school when that show started. I I recall when that started, and I was like, "All right, this is funny." And then little did I think I'd be in my forties, and it would still be on. <laughs> 
you're like, oh my god, that's gotta be like the longest running, you know, but it's probably not even close for the longest running cartoon, uh, because I'm sure that that there's something else that that existed that uh, you know, like even if they're if they're going to count the Tom and Jerry or Looney Tunes, um, you know, shorts that they used to do. I, I don't know how exactly. I mean, maybe the longest running uh, syndicated uh, cartoon sitcom, maybe. Huh. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. I have to look that up then. Whenever you're ready for the culmination of my gross stories of injury, you just let me know. This one, it's a bad one. Is it the one I think it is? I don't know if it's the one you think it is or not. I mean, I won't be able to. I don't know uh, if I ever told you this story before or not. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and say go ahead with it because I, I need to rip this Band-Aid off. Okay. I can't, this one I can't, is. I can't have this sitting on my conscience any longer. I need to know. It's, so fucking gory i get a call that there's a guy in one of the bathrooms and he's bleeding and he needs help and i'm heading to this on my own figuring it's just a little cut or something like that it's not going to be a big deal have you ever been to a place where somebody was injured so much and bled so much that you could actually smell the blood before you got there and you can taste it in the air like there's this metallic taste that's what this was like yeah you told me I this walked story in, I, I okay i did well you don't did. ruin it i'm not i'm you not <laughs> i'm too busy trying not to gag i walked in and there is a guy standing there and he's wearing like low cut sneakers and like you know a typical i i don't know like if you could picture like a typical tourist like you know <laughs> Like shorts or uh, or or a pair of slacks and like a pair of like black low cut sneakers and the guy was kind of short and stocky and he literally there is blood all over the floor it's all over the sink there's some on the wall there's like a vanity in there that that they kept towels and stuff in it's on that and I'm like I like I looked like I walked into the fucking Sharon Tate house Jesus uh, for the Manson murders. Like there, I I have never seen this much blood from anything before, and I'm like, oh my god, what happened? And he's like, oh, I have a varicose vein, and sometimes you know I'll like they'll get itchy and I'll scratch them and I'll scratch them open, and then there'll be a scab and I'll pick at the scab and it'll come open. So he's basically got a varicose vein and he's bleeding just profusely. He took his shoe off, blood poured out of his oh. shoe. That's how much it was, and I'm like. There is really not a whole lot I can do. I mean, I can, like, kind of bandage it up where it's at, and you need to go to the hospital, like, now. Because you are in serious danger for the amount of blood that is around this area. And he's like, oh, no, I'll be fine. Just bandage it up. And as he's walking around the room, I can hear this, like, squish, 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 which is the blood in his shoe. Because there is so much of it. And it's not mixed with anything. This isn't like a head injury, you know, where where you got you got like a lot of blood from from because it's you know the uh, capillaries are real close to the surface or anything. This is like this is like blood oozing out, like not oozing, pouring out of a vein. Mm-hmm. And there's no sweat mixed with it or anything like that. So I don't know whatever happened to that guy. I did what I what I could do and. Uh, unfortunately you can't force somebody to take first aid or any other advanced care. Uh, they have to come to it on their own or pass out and then you can do it. But, uh, yeah, I, I often wonder what happened to that guy. 
that is the most blood wow. I have ever seen from wow. from from such a small cut in my life because it wasn't like a like he didn't have his whole leg ripped open or anything it was like this little tiny you know fucking cut on a varicose vein but it just i've never seen anybody bleed like that and i can still smell it when i was talking about i can smell the smell and i can taste it in my mouth because i remember that it was horrific that sounds like an episode of dexter I uh, I imagine had I had some plastic sheeting, it probably could have been. <laughs> I just remember calling up housekeeping and being like, um, "You're you going to hate me. You're going to want to. Yeah. You're going to want to send somebody up here, and you're going to want to have a whole fucking shitload of the disinfectant and uh, rags that you're ready to throw out, <laughs> because." If I had to guess, if you took like a full quart of blood, like one of those bags, like the IV bag type ones, and just fucking open the bag up and threw it around in a circle over your head, that's about what it looked like in this in this bathroom. I don't know how he got it everywhere like that. And I don't know how he was still consciously having a conversation with me and making decisions. And and he was he was lucid because I asked him questions. I was I isn't like I just went in and said, Oh, you don't want help? Well, whatever. I was asking him questions like, Do you know what today's date is? You know, what this, who's the president, all that kind of stuff. And he answered everything perfectly and within a reasonable frame time frame, you know, like he wasn't stammering and having to think or he didn't look sick or pale or anything like that. It was crazy. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. It was gross. Wow. I know you weren't even there. You're like, I know it was gross. Oh huh? God. Yeah. I, I just, no, I'm totally just in sort of shock. Actually. This is a Halloween uh, episode, man. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff you talk about. Bloodletting and gore. And rib bones sticking out of somebody's face. <laughs> Those are just the ones I could come up with off the top of my head. I'm sure if I sat here and thought long enough, I could come up with more. But the bathroom with the varicose vein, that was definitely the worst thing I ever walked into completely un- underprepared. <laughs> I mean, there was nothing that was going to prepare me for that. You tell me somebody's bleeding a little bit and I get up there and I'm like, oh, my God, it looks like the blood bank fucking exploded in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a concert for typo negative. Well, it's going to be kind of hard for me to follow up on your real world <laughs> stories with my bullshit because because you know you've got these like real world stories of fucked up shit and all I've got is like this stuff that nobody can prove and no one really understands and I don't know I guess let you guys be the judge and listen to it and you know tell me you know on uh, on the site tell me on dembeans.biz what you think uh, I'd love to hear dembeans.biz so I grew up in what could be termed a haunted house uh, grew, I li- I moved into it when I was 6 years old and I moved out when I was not 20 uh, to join the army mm-hmm. during that time I and multiple members of the of my household and friends 
had all experienced some sort of strange phenomenon in that house. Seen something, heard something, was was were bothered by something. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was like things out of the corner of my eyes, like flits of movement. Um, occasionally, shadow people. shadow people. Yeah, fucking yeah, dude. Like shadow people. Yeah. Um, there was this orb that floated over my my bed like a, a black hole. <laughs> And I woke up with bloodshot eyes and I was, I was, I don't know what the hell that was, but I woke up from a dead sleep to see this thing. Um, and, uh, let me see. Uh, there was something that approached me and told me that it wanted to help me balance the water. And I don't know what the hell that means, but I floated up out of bed. So that's just shit that I experienced. But my mom had this experience. I don't know if I ever told you this, Mike. Um, she had this experience in the house where uh, I was, it was a summertime and I was living in the attic room and, uh, mm-hmm. and it was a furnished room guys. It wasn't just like I was <laughs> hiding in my parents. <laughs> attic. In the attic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm upstairs. It's summertime. Uh, I think it was like my going into the senior year. So this would have been 94. And I hear this noise. So I go downstairs and I, I'm not sure what I'm hearing. So I go all the way downstairs and I'm, cause I'm getting the impression. There's like, I heard like laughter, like mischievous laughter. And I got the impression that there was someone on the porch so I go down to the porch and I, 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 I open up the door into the night. Nothing there. Okay. So I close the door. I lock it. I turn off the lights. I go back upstairs and then I hear sobbing from my parents' room. So I open the door and my mom is in hysterics and my dad is helpless to console her. And finally, I'm like, Dad, I'll, I'll talk to her for a while. And, and I, I, I take her out and I'm like, what did you see or what happened? And she described this sort of inky, amorphous, black fucking shape that was constantly undulating and changing, um, Mm -hmm. floating over her and basically basically trying to eat her soul is the only way she can describe it. Like what it wanted to do to her was worse than death. It was worse than the devil, she said. It was something worse than the devil. And I was, I was like, that sounds like a shadow person to me, you know, like that sounds like, like the shadow people that you, you read about. And since then there's been an explosion of stories about these things, but my sister saw stuff. Her husband saw things. Um, I had, we had guests at the house. I think, didn't you see something? It's been so long now. I, I may have pushed it out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know that uh, I've had other friends who are are, are adamantly, you know, um, against those ideas, you know, who have admitted to have seen things. One of the strangest things I ever saw in the house, I was sitting in the living room watching television. My, my mom and my sister were in the dining room, and there was this room adjoining on the other side of the the living room. Uh, this is think of this as a square house with four smaller square rooms on the the bottom floor. 
And so there was the front room, then there was the living room, and that was the front. And then the back was the dining room and then the kitchen. And you you, you kind of – it was like a U that you got from one end to the other. So um, I'm in the living room. I, I look over into the front room, and there on the staircase going up at the landing is this old lady. And she's completely translucent and blue, like something you would expect to see in Ghostbusters. It was like a goddamn mm-hmm. special effect. And I looked at it, and then it just passed away. I got the impression that she was smiling at me. And I wasn't threatened by it, but I'm freaked the fuck out all the same because I'm like, what the hell just happened? What did I just experience? And I turn to my, 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 my mom and my sister and I say, did you guys ever see anything weird like an old lady? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's Alice. No hesitation. <laughs> that's Alice. Yeah, she lived here before. She fell down the stairs and died, this woman. So there was this benign force in the house. And then there was this really malevolent kind of energy in there, too, like something mean. And my sister and I had this, like dreams about the same like like completely identical dreams about these things in the basement these white glowy entities that made like a sound like cocoon noise like a like a mm-hmm. cicada you know that kind of a noise um yeah, sounds terrifying yeah. we, we both had the same goddamn dream and uh like she told me hers and i was like i had that dream and yeah i mean i kind of wish we could get her on the show um uh, just to talk about what she experienced, because I know that, you know, she had other friends that had seen things. And and it's it, it, even my dad admitted at one time to seeing something. But, you know, he's a very stoic person and he pushes those things out of his mind pretty, pretty fervently. Uh, because they don't fit into his model of, of reality. So he's just like, well, fuck that shit never happened, you know. Uh, yeah uh, and i mean i understand that that's a normal human reaction to something really really fucking crazy now am i prepared to say shadow people are real or that aliens are that this is ghosts i don't know i really don't know when i was 18 20 i i would have said yeah now I, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck to think. I think that if whatever it is, it's explainable by science eventually. It might not be scientifically provable or explainable now, but there will eventually come a point where we'll have language in the scientific method to apply like to this phenomenon and to understand it better. Uh, I don't think there's anything mystical about it. I don't think there's many things that are mystical. That's what makes the those things that are mystical mystical is that they sit outside of normal space time. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like God, whatever that is. Or whoever that is. Yeah, so weird stuff growing up and and um I just I just wonder now if it wasn't some sort of mass hysteria. If it was just nightmares that <sighs> happened to coincide because we all were interested in similar things. I mean, my dad religiously. Here's a really interesting thing is my dad would religiously watch those UFO shows. 
Now it's my mom who does. Yeah. But he used to, when they first came out in the 90s, that was like religiously what he would watch. So he was fascinated. I remember him watching In Search Of, that show that was hosted by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it. <laughs> I guess maybe I have a predisposition to experience ghostly things. Oh, I remember something that you and I experienced we we were we it was around the time that this all took place it was that summer when we you stayed over almost every night and we watched ace ventura at least once a night <laughs> yeah uh, i remember <laughs> well, i i was like convinced that aliens were around and i was like ah uh, yeah they're gonna try and abduct me well i'm gonna i'm gonna get them to come to me and and i'm gonna get abducted like I wanted to be abducted so I could like talk to them and ask them questions and shit because I'd been reading all these books about it. And mm-hmm. uh, we were, we drove in your Camaro out to the middle of this field and I got out and I said, what are you waiting for? Come on. Like that. And then this bullfrog started going rah, rah, like that. <laughs> and you're like, Tom, Tom, let's get the fuck out of here, man. Let's get the fuck out of here. You started freaking out. I started freaking out. We ripped the fuck out of there. I remember. I remember that field. I'm sure that that, uh, <sighs> It's probably past the statute of limitations by this point. <laughs> because, yeah, I tore the shit out of that getting out of there. Yep. Yeah. I remember. That I was, remember that. That was terrifying. And, I mean, the thing is that we were just spooked because here's Tom doing some foolish shit, like calling down UFOs. Like, if there are UFOs, do you really want to call one down? Like, I don't know. I think that the best way to do that would probably be to put a speculum in your asshole. Oh, yeah. And be like, right here it is, everything you want to study, and it's open to the public, you know, or something like that. You know, that's something I'd really like to question. Like, like why? Let's assume that there are <clears throat> aliens, okay? And that they're mm-hmm. visiting us from wherever dimension, another dimension. I or do very another firmly planet. believe that there is other life on other planets. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm certain of it. Yeah. I, I'm very certain of it. This universe is way too big and, and uh, intelligent life is an inevitability elsewhere. I know there are some people who would say that that's that we're an anomaly. But I don't think that I don't think that's <laughs> I don't even the know case. That you would call a lot of it intelligent life here either. Right, right. <laughs> In many ways, we're just, we're just, uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. It's I knew a, you did. It's been a while since I've done that. It has been. Yeah. That's because I don't disturb you most of the time now. When you start talking, I just let you go. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> at any rate, I think you had another story. I have another story. This one here has to do with a very personal uh, trip where my my eldest child had her tonsils taken out. Okay. And we were driving after, you know, because basically she got her tonsils taken out and we had to stay at the hospital for a little while. And it's like an outpatient thing. They sent us home. We did this over on the over on the West Shore. So we didn't end up doing it close by. And we get down on the highway driving away, and we're about maybe two miles away from the hospital. 
and I turn around because my significant other is screaming for me to turn around and look, and I turn around just in time to see something out of fucking Poltergeist where my eldest child opens up her mouth and yawns blood all over the fucking back seat of the minivan. Well, actually not in the back seat, the middle seats of the van, all over the floor, all over herself uh. and everything else. Yeah, probably one of the most terrifying things you could ever see in your life because it's your kid. Yeah. You know, and I know she's not possessed or anything. It wasn't pea soup. It was blood, you know. So it uh, turns out I, I basically I get off the next exit. I fucking, you know, I'm like, call the hospital back. So she calls the hospital and they're like waiting for us at the emergency department and everything. We get back in there. Here she had an area where uh, I guess they didn't cauterize it very well. And it was bleeding into her stomach all that time. And they didn't realize it. So her stomach and stomach juice and blood and everything made it look like about a gallon of blood. But it was fucking everywhere. You want to talk about the least pleasant thing you ever have to clean up off of a vehicle is clotted is clotted blood. Mm. Yeah, it was it was pretty gross. It was pretty gross. That's another story of horror. (laughs) I don't know. I do. Your stories are so much horror as they are shock and awe. (laughs) <laughs> Same difference, I mean, right? I mean, I come don't on. Know. It's a different genre. This is like the movie Hostel or Saul. You know, I guess that's horror. I, I, I was. And then there was the time that I was like, it rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. You was, know, and I was just, that was just thinking of maybe like <laughs> the, the werewolf man or Dracula, maybe like I don't know, like a, maybe a scary wizard, but then you had to tell them. Hey. I definitely I get into those movies with those with those characters in them because I'm like man if I could just grow more hair on my face I shave it right the whole thing like my eyebrows and I took off my eyelashes and like shaved all the way up underneath my eyeballs and shit like a bunch of times I thought I saw some stubble and then I took and I put like like that hair growth stuff like the rogue game with minoxidil all over my face Man, I wanted to have a full, like, fucking werewolf head and everything else, but it never worked. The only thing I ended up doing was burning my fucking tear ducts with that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You say that, but, but, but I think you're full of shit because, you know, if you had, if you had studied at all, you'd, you'd know that, that you're a liar. Uh, what? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I just. I just. You're the one that told me the Rogaine with minoxidil was the stuff to use. No. I was. I was just gonna take the package from the Chia Pet and smear that on my face. No, no, no. I was saying that Joe Rogaine had minoxidil. Oh, Joe Rogaine. That's Man. right. You is he? You like that guy? <laughs> <laughs> you you really like that guy? He's you talk about, about you take some of his seat and smear it on your face, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some hair would grow there. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, it sunk to a new low. <laughs> Did you, uh, I mean, like, we, we both obviously did a fair share of trick-or-treating and in, in two very different areas, even oh, though yeah. we were only, we were only miles apart as we, as we were growing up. But right. 
did you were you, were you a a grocery bag guy or a pillowcase guy? Oh, I carried around the stupid little orange pumpkins for the longest time. You did the little orange pumpkin. See, we always knew that we like we knew the houses where the people that worked at the candy factories worked and stuff, where you'd get full size bars. So we would carry around the uh, the pillowcase and try to get as much as we could, and we would stop every so often and offload at a at a central point. And then go back out with the pillowcases again. What was what was your worst ever Halloween costume? My worst ever Halloween costume. I don't know. Yes, I can tell you what mine is off the top of my head. Probably, I I would say anything from the age of five, well, all right. Most of my early childhood masks or costumes were shit because they were always those stupid sharp plastic masks yeah with like the with like the plastic clothing yeah with the plastic clothing that had the logo of the thing that you were supposed to be so no one had to try and guess what your costume was so i would say those were some of my better ones oh they were horrible they were hot as fuck i remember that yeah they were very uncomfortable You'd be like, oh, God, because, you know, your parents would always be like, you can't just go out with that on. And, of course, you couldn't because, first off, you'd have God knows what chemicals rubbing up against your bare skin while you're sweating your ass <laughs> off. Yeah. You know, but uh, also those things were prone to tear. Yeah. And then you'd be running around with your with your fucking underoos hanging out the back of your pants. And underoos, for those of you that don't know, were the greatest underwear that you could have when you were a kid in the 80s. Yep. They were underwear and T-shirt sets that were the same color, and they had like like I had I had brown like brown brown tidy tidy brownies I guess they weren't really tidy whities but they were that kind of underwear and a little T-shirt and they were ET and then I had like red ones that were like you know Star Wars or something like that or blue ones I think that were Star Wars I can't remember what the red ones were us uh, Transformers Trans- Duh. yeah Transformers. Transformers. Um, yeah, I had, I wanted to, I remember one time I was in a store with my mom and they had the, the underoos and it was the C3PO and R2D2. Yep. One, I had them. And I wanted, I wanted them. And my mom was like, no, you don't get those. And I peeled the sticker off and I said, my mom, there's no price on it. It's free. <laughs> Thinking, yeah, okay. Well, that, I mean, that was, that was a, a good try kid, but you're a fucking idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I always had underwears, and I think that was probably just because my mom was like, I'm thankful that he's actually putting underwear and T-shirts on, so I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> not running around the house like that. My worst Halloween costume ever. This makes those horrible old vinyl uh, fucking costumes with the plastic masks that were sharp and smelled funny seem like – you know, Hollywood level costumes. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to go dressed as. So my uncle and one of his wives decided, and I say one of his wives because it was, it was his first wife and he didn't have a bunch at once, you know, uh, God rest his soul, um, decided to make a washing machine out of a box that probably went to a washing machine and they had a little suspenders built into it. And I went dressed as a washing machine one year. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst fucking costume that I have ever seen and definitely the worst one I've ever worn. Okay. <laughs> I actually do have a worst costume. 
uh, uh, story now that I've, I've had some time to think about it. <laughs> well, no, that also gave you some context for what a terrible costume is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it has to stand out, and this does, I think. It certainly stands out as the most low-effort attempt I've ever made to get into a party. I was trying – yeah. I was working for a company, and um, – they were like a temp agency out to another company that I really wanted to work for. And I got invited to the Halloween party and I failed to prepare to get a a good costume together. So I go to where all these well-heeled professionals are dressed in these awesome costumes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, we went to Halloween city that night to get our, our costumes and there was nothing left. So my wife ended up wearing like this really ill-fitting Supergirl costume. And I ended up getting a fedora type hat and a pack of fucking forks, like Halloween forks, and going as fucking <laughs> fork hat, dude. I went as fork hat. That was my costume. <laughs> I, took the, I took fucking forks and I stuck them in the band of this $1.99 plastic fucking fedora and I just taped them and I said I was fork hat and no one asked me a goddamn question and no, I did not get the job. That is that is quite possibly the lamest thing I've ever heard of. Wow. Yeah. Dude, wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. That is pretty stinking bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Poor cat. Yep. Now I will say my best costume, and I know you'll have a best costume. So this was my best costume. Um. <clears throat> okay, so in the backyard of my parents' old place, there was this tree that dropped these weird bean pods. They were about a foot long and sort of like, like uh, a pea shoot only, only uh, much, much longer. And in the fall, they, these pods would crack open and the shell parts would, would, would be left and they were hard. They were rigid. So I like broke the ends off of them and wrapped them in foil and attached them to my hands. I wore a striped shirt. I smeared myself with like plastic skin, like fake skin, and like to give myself burn look, like a burn look, and then like with like red and brown like pancake makeup, you know, all over my face and a little fedora and and I went as Freddy. And uh I was actually in the parade uh for the middle school. And I won first place for my my age group because uh, they liked my costume so much and because I mugged. <laughs> so it was pretty badass. You can laugh all you want. I want a I want a medium pizza. <laughs> that's that's impressive. Yeah. What have you won? Huh? Huh? Uh, I've I've never won a uh, a costume uh, contest. I can tell you that. I mean, I'm a little bit sad about that. What was my best costume? Yeah. I think it was probably the year that I um, went dressed up as a woman. 
Okay. I wore uh, the my 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 late uncle his uh, his first wife's uh, grandmother used to wear wigs all the time. Okay. And they always thought, oh hey, this is a good idea. Let's give the kids wigs to play with. So they would. Um, you know, there would be always like a bunch of weird old Italian lady wigs laying around. And uh, so I decided to, at the last minute, put that on and then um, like a skirt and a sweater. And I took and put these humongous balloons in the sweater. So I had gigantic uh, breasts and uh, breasts <laughs> and um I went dressed as a woman, and I can recall a lady looking at me and going, "Yeah, I wish." That was that was my uh, that was wow. my best costume. Yeah. Wow. Not not really that funny, to be honest. Eh, Just uh, was, you know. It was all right. Classic. It didn't, ha- it didn't have to be funny. Mine wasn't funny. Yeah. You chose to find it funny, and and you laughed at it, but that's okay. I did. I don't know why you laughed at it. it hurt my feelings. A well, bit. yeah, be, well because I'm a dick. That's uh, why. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean you know how that is. Yeah. I just, you know. Yeah. So uh, Halloween. I think that probably one of my one of the other memories of mine that really sticks in my mind uh, was one year, and this is when I learned not to ever dive. Just come running out of a street on a you know in a poorly lit area i recall because my uncle used to always take us and i recall him being like you know you need to stay where i'm at so i can see you and blah 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 and i decided that i was going to just run across the street real quick and get something and i came out from between two parked cars and literally came within inches of getting plowed over by somebody and uh, i never forgot that happening for the rest of the time that I was trick or treating, which was probably until I was like, I don't know, 19 or something like that. <laughs> you're supposed to stop when you're, you know, 14, 15. I didn't know that. I didn't care. Who the fuck was going to turn down free candy? Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially when you know where the where the good houses are at. And then, you know, you have children, and then you can trick or treat with them. And people still give uh, candy to the parents and everything, which is, <clears throat> excuse me. Always good. There was, They're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll give we'll give you guys candy. There was this one family who I guess they had money. I don't know. Um, uh, they didn't they didn't um, have kids. I remember that. Uh, but they would let everyone into the house, and there was oh, like yeah. a table. Those people. Yeah, and there was like a table with all these full size candy bars, and you could pick too. And I mean, it was just weird. It was like, I think back on it now, it was just in a more innocent time and no one thought anything of it. But I think back on it now, if my parents were, if I was taking my kids around and and this guy wanted me to come into their house, I'd be like, that's a little weird, dude. That's, can we just get the candy and we'll go? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to come into your house. I definitely don't want to bring my kids into your house. I don't know you. I'm sure you're very nice. Yeah, the, the the age of innocence when people were putting razor blades in candy bars. <laughs> that never happened. That never happened. Not once. Yeah, right. How would I know? I never got them. No, that, I just know that like, was a big, you know, that was like the satanic panic, which we should talk about some episode. 
satanic I would, panic. I would always uh, recall um, getting, you know, weird, like, hand-wrapped candy and stuff like that. And it was probably some sweet old lady that was making her own candy and everything, and she'd done it for years, and everybody used to go crazy over it. Yeah. And he would look at it and be like, I can't, I can't eat that. Yeah. That's not, that's no good. And like, you know, you squeeze the candy to see if the wrapper had been disturbed at all and make sure that it was still airtight. And of course, peanut butter cups that never worked with because the peanut butter cups, you know, the wrapper was relatively not airtight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> relatively not airtight. That's, that's a good term for it. But, uh, so you'd have to open them up and see if they're like, oh, it's got a pinhole in the, in the paper on the bottom of it. There must be something wrong with they it. They injected know. it with heroin. And then I'd be like, well, I'm fucking eating it anyway. <laughs> I ain't wasting a peanut butter cup. <laughs> there is, you know, and everything. There is, if I remember correctly, there is one example of uh, some Halloween thing where candy had a pin stuck in it. And it was done by the mother to their child. And the mother was like, had schizophrenia. Was a horrible person? Well, yeah. she had schizophrenia. And, um,. Other than that, there's never been any examples anywhere. Like I, I did. I read a couple articles on this. I'll see if I can find them and post them on the site. But, hmm. um, yeah, th- there's never been any like candy with with razor blades in it. That's just like satanic panic or D and D makes you worship the devil or all that goofy shit. It's just one of those sort of old stories that just never lost its appeal because it sounds kind of i remember my parents would take the food the candy to the the medical center and get it x-rayed did your parents wow. ever do that no yeah they, no. it was free my but parents they would were do like it. we looked over it and we took everything out that we wanted yeah <laughs> so if there's something in that you know we we you know nobody else is going to find it either I don't. We actually most of the people that we went to that we got the good candy from, uh, just like we know when we used to take our kids out when they were younger, we knew a lot of them. So it really, you know, it was like going to friends and you know family friends' houses and shit like that to get the stuff. So we never really had to worry about it. Now here, I remember hearing a lot of stories, including my own mother's, telling me about going to the to the hospital and getting the 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 shit X-rayed, but. Something about that doesn't make a lot of sense, and that is it. Aren't X-rays really fucking expensive? You would think. So why would you just say, "Oh yeah, here on a whim, I brought my candy"? Could you? Oh, I'm sure the insurance it? company paid for it, right? Because they oh, have yeah. a, you know, they have a history of doing stuff yeah, like that. Preventative medicine. Yeah, we don't want. Oh yeah, laser absolutely. Yeah, we don't want to have to pay for the facial scarring. So you know. Well, I don't when know. a kid's got a got a rib sticking out of their face. Oh wait, I mean, you know, a a, a pin or a razor blade or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or a rib. Or a rib. Yeah, you know, rib bones. Or, Seems like the logical stuff you'd have hanging out of your face. You're right. Right. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about spooky shit. We were talking about it. Mm-hmm. What about that weird area that was like a quarry that was down past the train tracks behind your house? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I was remember. such a creepy place. You thought that was creepy? I love that place. Yeah. It's like a fucking, you know, uh, satanic uh, temple down there or something. <laughs> yeah. That's right. No. 
No. I remember you telling me that there was all kinds of spooky stuff going on there. Now you're going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't recall any spooky stuff happening in the quarry. I love that quarry. That was like my place to hang out during the summer, especially. You just go out there and fucking hang out, do nothing, but it was like away from everybody. It was it was just a cool place to go. There was a quarry in um, Palmyra, though, and I remember that there was some kid that had a, supposedly had a cave there that he used to worship Satan. But I'm pretty sure that's also bullshit, and I never went to that particular uh, quarry. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to have a cave to worship Satan. You can just worship him wherever you like. Yeah, really. He's around, and he's in all of us. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let's make some records and worship Satan! You know, this isn't my story, but my mom tells me about this time she was at Gettysburg, and... Whoa, 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 that's going to have to wait for another time, Tom. We're running out of time here. Wow, you bamboozled me. (laughs) I was just kidding. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm done. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like they used to give kids razor blade candy back in the 80s and stuff. No matter what Tom says, it happened. I I don't have any proof of that, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that it definitely happened. like to learn more about Storytime with Tom and Mike, visit our website, dembeans.biz, D-E-M-B-E-A-N-S dot B-I-Z, where you'll find links to our social media presences, our other uh, web presences, as well as sort of behind-the-scenes stories and links and things like that related to episodes that you've listened to. Yeah, and it's not biz because we mean fucking business. That's right, bitches. Or 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 people, because I don't want to upset you by calling you a bitch. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have called you a bitch. It's, it's. I mean, it happens, man. Everybody gets called a bitch one time or another, or a son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs>